Okay, my friends, and welcome back to the wrestling podcast. That's wrestling spelled W-R-S-T-L-I-N-G. It's all the grats, but without the E. Of course, me and G, we're not anti-E. We are simply pro wrestling. My name is Liam. This is Gareth. Hey! And we're feeling very joyous today, full of festive cheer, and most particularly excited because it is this year's happy list. The third edition of the Happy List. So really excited to get into this. I've been looking forward to this all day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've been looking forward to this all year. Like it's one of oh. the <laughs> Well, I've been looking forward to this since we recorded last year. <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely a highlight of the recording calendar for us. I oh, think. it is. Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel the same way about writing as well. I'm writing a lot of end of year stuff um for Inside the Ropes magazine at the second. And I could almost skip the rest of the year and just do these kind of brief 100 word summaries of a wrestler's calendar year i quite enjoy it it's nice it's nice taking that look back you know having a bit of a retrospective of the calendar year agreed agreed but it's been another interesting year in wrestling for sure things just don't stop moving everything's constantly in flux yeah definitely and i was worried about this because i I definitely haven't watched as much as I did last year. Mm. So I was thinking, oh gosh, this is this and the favorite matches episode is going to be either challenging or a bit of a time crunch in terms of cramming some stuff. I certainly think for the favorite matches, the latter applies. Mm. Um, but I'm I'm pretty happy with my 10 that I've got here. I'm intrigued to see who you've yeah. got on yours. You know, as people know by now, there's generally a fair bit of crossover, but I was you know, having to play this one strategically. Like, who mm. am I willing to, who am I <laughs> willing to let bump. slide off the bat? Yeah, you know, sure. so it's, yeah, it's it's been a, an interesting one. Before we get started, would you like a quick reminder of who was on last year's list? I would love that. Okay. So last year's list at number 10 was Asuka or Venny. Number nine was Alex Shelley. Number eight was Aussie Open. Number seven was Ali Catch. Number six was Segura. Number five was Starlight Kid. Number four, Minoru Suzuki. Number three, Nakajima. Number two, the entire Sauna Kamina. And number one, the entire roster of Choco Pro. <laughs> so the parameters are loose. It's very much a, a qualitative list. Uh, mechanics are free <laughs> yeah there's there's no like hard and fast rules but you know at the very least we should maybe just in case this is your first time joining us for the happy list we should maybe kind of give a little overview of the format mm. so liam and i each have our 10 wrestlers that have brought us the most joy or happiness this year in professional wrestling and it's sort of a uh negotiation between <laughs> us to determine the official wrestling podcast happy list top 10. So we'll both offer our 10s and work up to one. And there'll be some back and forth to decide who takes each spot. Absolutely. and I got no... absolutely steamrolled by <laughs> Liam last year. I just, I literally listened to it back before we came on. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, God. <laughs> The art of negotiation. So, um, yeah, Leah, I've come with my defenses raised this year. I'm not going to let I, you. I'm expecting a strong man approach from you this year. I'm, <laughs> I'm deeply concerned. I'm banking on the fact that we'll have picked the same people. But yeah, I am I am concerned, to say the least. <laughs> I, and I, uh, you know, usually we're, uh, I think our heads are in the same place, but it'd be interesting to see where we diverge. 
Yes, yes. There's definitely going to be a few for sure. But um, just to reiterate what Gareth's saying, this is not in any way, shape or form a who we think is best or that sort of nothing as dry as that is literally just who made us happy. So, and, and we'll give you reasons as we go. All right, I'm going to try and keep a, a list of this as we go, lest okay. we forget somebody by the end. Yeah. So if you hear a bit of typing, that's what that is. Um, <laughs> okay, let's go. Happy list 2022. Gareth, since you got smushed last year, um, would you like to offer up your first yeah, pick for number 10? Absolutely. So right. number 10 for me this year is somebody that um, made their return to wrestling after a bit of a layoff. And I think has has delivered every time out. They haven't had the the most matches per se, mm-hmm. but every time they have been out, it's brought a real smile to my face. And I feel like they've over delivered every time. So that is why number ten for me this year is none other than Kyrie. Ooh, interesting. Okay, we have our first divergence. This is good. Um, this is really interesting. It's a great pick. I hadn't thought of Kyrie, but you're right. It has made me really happy to see mm. her back, particularly back in stardom. And, yeah. You know, not just back wrestling, but back home, if you like. Definitely. Um, there's been a real wholesome quality to that. Yeah. And she's still excellent. You know, there's, um, I think she was kicking off a little bit of rust in those first few matches, but the more recent stuff's been very good. And it's clear that she's going to play a big part in 2023. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's every chance that her match with Mayu Iwatani makes my uh, favourite match of the year list as well. I, I really rated that as yeah. well. Yeah, no, couldn't agree more. Okay, mate, that's a good one. Um, so I'll give you my number 10 and we can hash it out. Um, <laughs> so so my, my number 10 also hasn't wrestled masses this year. Um because that's just not his style, but his impact has been everywhere. But this is just somebody that I don't know why they have this inbuilt quality that just makes me smile. I think it's because they've got a slightly cheeky face and a sort of funny demeanor. But overall, we're talking about a boss level player here. So that's why my number 10 is the Prez, Sanjiro Takagi. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do, I really like that. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. He is uh, he is a joy to behold. There's just something that makes me I'm so I'm beaming now. There's <laughs> something that just makes me so happy when I see Takagi. All those pictures he was taking backstage with Tony Khan were just cracking me up because he just looks so thrilled to be there. And you know, I could just imagine Khan being ever so slightly bemused, but kind of going along with it. Yeah. It was great. It's very sweet. Um. You know, not necessarily having five star classics, no. but cer- but certainly um, puts puts smiles on faces with his with his antics. Yeah, well, look, I'm I'm happy to concede early because I think there's a there's a wholesome quality attached to Kyrie's story this year, mm. which maybe trumps what is an evergreen <laughs> sentiment yeah. I hold for Takagi. Okay, okay, so I'm very happy to to let that one slide and go Kyrie. Yeah, first I, in, I, I think it's been a real a real you know joy to have Kyrie back on the scene. Um, you know, I never thought that she reached her full potential uh, in WWE. Mm. Um, I think she has, you know, she had a much higher ceiling than she was allowed to reach. And so, yeah, it's great to see her on top uh, being the IWGP Women's Champion. Yep. Okay, mate. Very good. 
Good argument. Well made. So Kyrie's in at number 10. For now, things can and will change. Um, okay, so number nine. I wanted some representation of the Aussie scene on this list mm-hmm. as that as a scene has given me great joy this year. And yes, for those of you wondering, I was tempted to put the entire scene up <laughs> as an entrant. But to uh, scrabble back some integrity for the list, I've decided to focus on one entrant. So the person I've gone for is Mick Moretti. Okay. Uh, Mick Moretti, for me, has been the most interesting person on mm. the Aussie scene this year. There's lots of great wrestlers down there. You know, I, I wondered about putting Jessica Troy on because she's somebody that's really come onto my radar this year. Um, Brooksy, of course. Slexi's had a really good year. Uh, I like Rocky Monero as well. Um, Mitch, you know, I could go on. But Mick Moretti's just a bit different. I like his whole look, his feel, and the fact that he's spread over from uh, PWA into MCW this year means we've got to see a lot more of him. So just overall, I very much enjoyed the Mick Moretti experience mm. this year. So he was the representative I came up with for sure. the Aussie scene. Yeah, I think, you know, that's a good that's a good shout. Um, yeah, I do think it's been another uh, like banner year for the Aussie scene. You know, after a little bit of rebuilding, mm. you know, it feels like uh, you know they've got some real uh, strong wrestlers and stars uh, in the territory, so to speak. Yeah, and the end uh, the New Japan Link Up as well now. Yeah, so... that's certainly not done them any harm, has it? Mm. I think twenty twenty three, we're going to see more and more. Uh, of the Aussies doing their thing, you know, the natural classics Mick, as well, Mick Baretti, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people that I think are going to kind of come more and more onto people's radars. Well, I think Jack Bonds is going to be a real big name. I think he's, um, he's done really well this year as well. And he was somebody else I was thinking about. There was actually, um, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but Moretti wrestled um, Taiji Ishimori on the oh, second no of the Tamashi tapings. So mm-hmm. I think that's up on New Japan World now. So I must go check that out. Yeah. So yeah, that's um definitely one to one to check out. So my number nine is I think somebody that's just had a really good year. They've slowly, or not even slowly, they've quite quickly, steadily uh rised up the card and have sort of claimed their first singles gold this year. <laughs> it's uh none other than our former guest, me Watanabe. Ah, interesting, interesting. Well, no, no arguments there, because me Watanabe features on my list, mm. albeit slightly higher. Um, so with that in mind, I wonder if we can leave her for a later debate. Okay, okay. Uh, and, and and see where we find out. But I absolutely agree. Yeah. I don't want to sign off of this uh Zoom call without me Watanabe featuring on the sure, happy sure. list. Because she has been so wonderful this year. She swung her way into everybody's hearts this year. Yes, yeah, and and that was. I hope everybody enjoyed that interview last week as well. By the way, um, it was a real pleasure to speak yeah, to sure her. She was a delight, and also as well, you know, she had a lot of technical difficulties her end um, before we got rolling, and I know that, that can sometimes fluster people a little bit. But I thought she was really good at just picking back up and just being super friendly yeah. and open and laughing. So it didn't impact her one way or the other so i was really grateful for that she was a good time okay so are we cool then we'll revisit that one as you let uh Kyrie slide into number 10 
with uh no no real resistance i'm gonna i'm gonna am i or am i just playing right into your hands here do you feel yourself being moved around the board yet is that <laughs> you just you know you're playing chess i'm playing checkers apparently <laughs> no no we're good we're good we're on the same uh, okay same all right all right make, make moretti i will i will uh wave into spot number nine perfect okay um who have you got in mind for spot number eight another man that's been rising up the sort of card throughout the year um mm-hmm. you know has had a tournament victory has had singles gold under their belt um it's uh yuki ueno oh good one yeah really good one you know he's i think he's the sort of heir apparent to the sort of ddt crown so to speak you know, he... yes the champion elect yeah, yeah with with Takeshita now uh all elite still working occasionally in ddt but less of their like he ueno really does feel like the sort of uh yeah, like you say, champion elect. You know the next, the next guy there, mm. and I think they've done a really good job of building towards that. You know, he's supremely likable, amazing in the ring, just a man that always delivers. And yeah, I'm, I'm really. This brought me a lot of happiness seeing him move up the card and become more of a big deal in DDT. Yeah, I totally agree, mate. Um, and I'm really torn on this Higuchi match because I like both of them, and it feels like the. Higuchi title run was long overdue and I'm not sure I'm ready to see it end yet mm, but by I... the same token it also feels like a really organic point for UNO to take the step up yeah if not now then when so yeah I would happily support the victory going to either man and would mm. understand but at the same time I'd also be disappointed for the other one yeah yeah I do think if you had uh Higuchi take the victory you could always, yeah, it's a match you can revisit in six months or something. Maybe just he doesn't get it in his first crack. I know what you're saying. Gosh, it's a really good one and very difficult to argue indeed. Yeah, Ueno was definitely my thought process. I mm. hadn't included him in the <laughs> 10, but he was on my bench. So, okay, he was on okay. the honorable mentions list. All right, so, there's all right. every chance here. Um, my number eight was somebody that we've actually seen live a couple of times this year <laughs> and hadn't necessarily been on my radar prior to that. Somebody that we both enjoyed seeing the more nuanced aspects of their performance that you get when you see somebody live. I think I know that, who you're... I that know, person... I know where you're going, yeah. Sky Smithson. Yeah! Yeah, just a fantastic villain, as our pal Gary uh, said to me, and I couldn't agree more. Just a, a really Oof. great heel, really fun. Got a bit of the chat as well, which I yeah. love, you know, particularly if you're there live, that just adds so much. And a great wrestler too, you know, no yeah. slouch, bell to bell. So Sky Smithson was my pick for number eight. For me, Sky is somebody that just enhances whatever part of a show she's on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she really just gives 100%, makes you believe um, you know, you can't ask for much more. And yeah, it's again, it's just been a real treat every time out. Yeah. And the, the thing that I like about Sky as well is that there's this kind of inbuilt character too, just looks pretty hard, you know? Yeah. And sometimes that, you know, not many people have that, but fortunately she does. And it just really adds a lot. Mm. Um, so yeah. Oh, we got a, we got a tough That's one. That's a here. tough one. Yeah. We got a tough one here. Um, hmm. I mean, we may find room 
elsewhere for both. You know, I don't know if we're at a point now where we already want to sacrifice somebody that's made the list. Mm, mm. But by the same token, they're both they're both worthy. Definitely, definitely. You know, I you know, I do think for me I think uh Ueno more generally has uh his his rise has brought me sort of more sort of over, overall happiness and but also that you know I know this isn't the prerequisite of the list but I do think you know the match quality mm-hmm. is for, from what you know I've just seen a lot more Weno this year than I've seen Sky even though Sky is great every time I have seen them get what you're saying I totally get what you're saying all right let's put Ueno in for now okay I think that that's fair and Sky may come back into play okay, okay. towards the back end of this list. Um, <laughs> great. Okay. Number seven for me is somebody that I've seen wrestle a fair bit this year, which has been good because they've been on a couple of different uh, shows for a couple of different promotions. But I think what's really tipped over the edge has been being able to pair this person's wrestling with their their commentary because they are also like a a podcast slash radio host and very open with their feelings about wrestling on Twitter. So when they got to team with their absolute favorite in Shiri Kondo at the the end of this year, it was a really (laughs) wholesome moment uh, as a fan. So that's why my number seven was filthy Tom Lawler. Yeah, I, I can see it. Yeah. Like he's, so he didn't make my 10, he was just off the bottom as an honorable mention. I do think he's had a great year. Team Filthy just ruling the roost over in New Japan Strong. Absolutely. Getting to be part of the G1 this year Amazing. was massive. Yeah. And then getting to team with uh, one of his favorites. And that match at uh, Historic Crossover just brought a big, big smile to my face. That whole yeah. That whole match was just... Chef's kiss, just perfect. One hundred percent. Really enjoyed all the interactions there. Yeah, so I can completely see it. You know, he's Lawler's really somebody that I think is the total package. Can talk, can go. I think he's got a real mind for the game. Appreciates the good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, what's not to like? Exactly, exactly. And I think arguably is is well positioned for an even bigger year next year. You know, not, I, yeah, I would say so. New Japan. I wonder if AEW might take a look as well. I think he's uh, he's somebody that they should be looking at. Yeah, if they're not already. Forbidden Door crossover. Yeah. If he's not on their radar, there's something terribly wrong, isn't there? The radar is broken, yeah, if that's the case. Yeah, 100%. Okay, mate, who have you got? So number seven for me is somebody that I think is just very entertaining in everything they do, has great matches, and, you know, is a integral part of you know their stable mm. um it's uh, el desperado oh. he's he's really had an interesting year this year yeah uh, making it to the finals of the best of super juniors again unfortunately losing to hiromu even looking back i really oh, i really should have i just i really want him to get that big best of super juniors victory over hiromu he he needs it but you know for me it was this he also was doing some bits and pieces outside of either outside of new japan or more unusual so like his death match against jun kasai like mm. was 
incredible, like, you know, mm. really great example of that style of match. His bloodbath with, um, you know, John, John Moxley as well. Yeah. 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 So like, he's just done some really interesting stuff beyond just being siloed off in the, in the junior division. You know, he's got a great look. He wrestles incredibly. Yeah, I've got a lot of got a lot of time for El Desperado, and I think you know the world is his oyster still. I agree. I think he's the most interesting junior heavyweight in New Japan. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I've been saying that for a while now, and I I really believe it. Mm. And I also think he's on the cusp of outgrowing that division too. Usually, definitely, yeah. You know, there's there's no need for the constraints now. You you saw it with the Moxley match, with the Junkasai match. And also with his interactions in the New Japan Cup as well, you know, um, yeah. he's somebody that probably should be utilizing the Never Division for, I guess, what in theory it was supposed to be used mm, for. To have those crossovers. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough one to turn down. Like, Despy was somebody I, I was thinking about yeah. too. Even in the New Japan Cup, he, I believe, I think it, was, I think it was Okada this year. He faced yeah. off, I think it was in the first rounds and lost. Mm. But, like, he looked super believable in there with Okada, who's like the top tippity top of the new japan heavyweight so i agree i agree yeah i i think you're right i'm willing to give you despy over filthy i think that's probably i think you know the the moments with filthy have maybe been a bit more specific as opposed to a general wave of happiness mm, that yeah despy presents so yeah okay and i mean uh, and despy's just got such a banger theme tune as well sure does just sure every does. time that hits i'm like hell yeah I just still love how detached he is from his mask as well. Like he chooses to wear it, but if it comes off, he gives zero shit. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. Okay. It's not like with luchadors. It's like ah oh, shit, and they have oh, to like, my face. cover oh, up. No. Yeah, yeah. He's just like whatever. I'm yeah. still gonna kick your ass. Exactly. Yeah, it's great. So, okay, mate, I'm down with that. Okay. Despier number seven. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so number six was where I had Miu Watanabe. Okay. All right. Um, for all the reasons that you've suggested uh so i will make my case for my number six which this might be difficult so for me this person has you know sort of rebounded in 2022 back to the sort of highs of their career um has had a new look and yeah really just taking themselves to new heights uh it's none other than the ghc heavyweight champion kaito kiyomiya okay interesting Gosh, it's been a real treat watching him, you know, get back to the top of the mountain. And, you know, the, certainly the performances uh, have been fantastic. You know, it's, you know, the overarching thing with Muta as well. You know, mm-hmm. there's just been a lot to enjoy about his his run in 2022. Gosh, you're not wrong. It's a tough one to argue as well. Man. Feel like I need a minute to stop mm-hmm, and think. Mm-hmm. So where you know if we do slot Kaito Kiyomiya in here, where does that leave poor old Miu? Well, I think Miu has to make the list. Yeah, she's she's had a wonderful year. I think from my perspective, she's probably given me more joy than Kaito. Okay. Like, okay. I love, and I, I've really enjoyed Kaito's rise this year as well. Yeah. It's definitely list worthy. All um, right. So, say... in a straight shootout, I would probably edge it to Miu personally. But do you think Kaito deserves to be in the top 10? 
Maybe. Is there anyone currently below him that you would see him knock off or replace? I think Kyrie and Mick Moretti are probably in a bit of trouble. Sure, sure. Perhaps the way to do it is we'll just do straight shootouts and then revisit at the end and okay. shuffle right. people off. Sure, sure. You should, you should, folks, you should have seen the look that I just got then as I was explaining that. A real <laughs> sort of, I don't trust you for one second, you're doing something. <laughs> not not the face of a, a friendship that's lasted for many, many years. That was a real, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, a 20-year plus friendship. No trust. So... Are you happy with that? If we put me on right. for now, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. revisit. We'll revisit. We'll revisit. Okay. 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 Grand. Um, here's, your, here's your number five. Number five. Uh, so they featured in last year's list. Uh, it's tag team. It's Aussie Open. Oh, gosh. Okay. So for me, they're higher up than the list than they were last year. Yep. They brought me so much joy getting to deliver on the world stage you know they've been here there and everywhere the uk japan america you know they've re- and they've been either having the best matches of the night or topping the cards everywhere they've been so true it's great to see those guys just continue to flourish it's one of those rare occasions where you know if you were on the uk scene of that period of time you got to really get in on the ground floor of a lot of very good people that have gone on to do good things but top of the list are aussie open because they've just exploded you know whenever i hear people talk about who the best tag teams are in the world bucks ftr usos new day i always think you're you, you're crazy it's definitely aussie open mm-hmm. like, without a shadow of a doubt it's definitely aussie open um so that's yeah that, that's that's a tough one okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna really hurt you here because um <laughs> well my number five is again somebody that we've seen live this year but somebody that has also been able to express themselves very well outside of their main promotion. Mm-hmm. And that is Emmy Sakura. Ooh. You know, Emmy, we don't need to go into it, but she's not used to her full capabilities in AEW, clearly. But in Pro Wrestling Eve and Deadlock when she went back to wrestle in Chocker Pro. And, you know, that's happened a few times this year with the challenge against Aki in particular on my mind. Sakura. And it's been bloody amazing. And, you know, a real reminder of who the hell they've got signed. So Yeah, I mean, you're, you're not wrong at all. And in a straight shootout, I do think seeing Emmy succeed this year has probably brought me more joy than seeing Aussie Open succeed this year because Aussie Open success is kind of inevitable. It was a sure Written thing. in the stars, isn't it? Yeah. It was when, not if. Whereas Emmy having not a career resurgence because she's always been good. She's always been great. It's more opened eyes to people that just see her as, you know, that maybe their exposure to her is just AEW. Mm can see that she's so much more she's just claimed the uh dpw women's title which yeah. has brought me a lot of joy as well uh having gold on u.s soil it's very very cool but it's tricky though man because like watching you know that that sense of 
the band you found, you know, before they got signed playing out stadiums, you know, there's, there's something to that with Aussie open mm. and just the, the joy that brings. So I do, I'm picking up what you're putting down there. But there's also the argument that can be made, like I made with the Ueno and Sky Smithson, is just the sheer quantity of in, uh, the volume of incredible matches that Aussie Open have had this year. So yeah, it's 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 a little bit apples to oranges because you know for Emmy it's just been these these hard yards to get the recognition she deserves. Yeah, yeah. I think let's go Aussie Open. Yeah, I think so. I think that's fair. Just for the record, there's an incredible amount of love for Emmy Sakura. Seeing her wrestle live was one of the highlights yes. of my year. Like, my my goodness! Oh yeah. my gosh! Seeing her on that Eve show, playing you know, you playing Jenkin with her, meeting her, yeah, uh, supplying her with baked goods and getting the little video on Twitter of her enjoying the I think it was millionaire shortbread. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's just it just warms my heart an incredible amount. Part of like why I love being involved, even extremely tangentially in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, man, there's some folk at the bottom of this list that are looking a bit vulnerable, I think. Um, okay, <laughs> well, let's leave her be for now. So Aussie Open are in. Okay, who's your who's your number four? Number four, somebody else we've seen live this year. Okay, go on. Uh, somebody that's had a pretty shitty hand dealt to them between sort of injuries and other things, but has had an absolutely phenomenal year and has risen through the ranks to, I think, be one of the elite uh, women's wrestlers in the world. Um, it is Alex Windsor. Yeah, 100%. I actually had Alex up at number three. Um, mm. So no argument of her placement on the list. She's been one of my favorite yeah. wrestlers of 2022. Yeah, definitely. And just, as you say, gone from strength to strength from really, at this point, one of the best wrestlers in the world, I would say. You know, certainly if you were to, you know, put your starting 11 on the field for England or indeed Europe, she'd definitely be oh, there. First on the list, you yeah. know, or first or second. So, yeah, um, a wonderful 2022. Okay, my number four was an old friend of the podcast and actually one of my favourite episodes in this year involve this person who managed to do an entire podcast in a in a second language <laughs> and that is the wonderful may saruga oh yeah who that's... again has just gone from strength to strength you truly know, branching out into america into mexico and also really taking on a leadership role i would say it, it certainly feels that way yeah. in choco pro and more so in gato move you know, as the ace of Gatto move. And it just feels like the the Choco Pro that we're seeing at the second has a real kind of May flavor to it. Mm. You know, she's imported that sense of Mexico and you've got sort of Chilean wrestlers, etc., coming over now as a result. And it just feels, I don't know, it feels like we're kind of seeing her version of Choco Pro, yeah. having seen her vision. Masses and Emmys and stuff. This, this feels like it's more May's vision of it. Interesting, um, yeah. But that's just my my yeah we've we've got no re- uh, you know special insight into that that's just no. our no 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 interpretation but yes yeah. that's that's another one you know like it's been lovely to see her 
you have these sort of, I think, couple of tours of America. Yeah. Um, you know, she it feels like she's just massively grown in confidence yeah. of her own ability and star power. And yeah, it's just been lovely to see. Mm. Um, you know, she was an absolute delight when we've sort of what well, I think it was the third time she'd been on the podcast, first time flying solo and yeah. all in English. Yeah, yeah. That was, I was trying to, I mean, maybe we'll talk about this on another episode, but I was thinking about my favorite episodes this year and that's, it could be that one because yeah. there, there was such a, you don't, I think one of the lovely things about doing this for a couple of years now is you get repeat interviews, you get, you know, kind of get to know people a bit more. And with May, the talk of doing an interview in entirely in English was spoken about the first time we spoke yeah. with her. And then years later, we kind of kept that conversation going and then we did it. And, and it was just on it. that the continuation of the story. Yeah. That was lovely. And she was brilliant as well. I mean, I can't imagine speaking for 45 minutes in a second language. No, just no. Remarkable. I, so. I, I struggle most weeks talking for 45 minutes <laughs> in, my, in my mother tongue. So... Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, that's a, a bit of a tangent, I suppose. Um, yeah, okay. It, it really has made me very happy seeing her success. Yes. 100%. Long may it continue. Okay. So I've got Alex at number three, but that doesn't mean to say that she shouldn't go in at number four. Hmm. It's a tough one. It's I'm, a tough one. I didn't have May on my list, mm-hmm. but I'm so persuaded that I want her, I want her in there. So let's, let's put May in. At number four, okay, and Alex can battle it out with with whoever I've got at three. Well, who who have you got? <laughs> this is just going to be an equally tough one, though. I think it's another women's wrestler. Mm-hmm. It is somebody who's had been betrayed, has had huge successes on a collision course to have possibly one of the best matches of the year, and and the, this match hasn't happened yet. It's going to happen before the end of twenty twenty two. Jeez. It's uh, it's Julia. So you know we're on a collision course. Don't make me pick between Alex Windsor and Julia. <laughs> Julia and Julian Shuri colliding for that for the top honors in stardom. Man, um, you know okay. Julia claimed the um, five star Grand Prix this year. Yeah. Um, you know has had to battle you know old rivals from Ice Ribbon. Has you know had to deal with adversity. Uh, has had a kick ass tag team with Tekla. Yeah, uh, it's just one of the coolest looking, constantly reinventingest pro wrestlers out there. Yeah. Oh man, a star through and through. Every time she comes out, I'm I'm hyped, excited to see what she's gonna do. I really like Julia, and yeah, she brings me a lot of joy, especially yeah. as her, having possibly her her most successful year to date in 2022. Well, I think it was really nice to see her destiny fulfilled this year winning the five star mm. five star grand prix yeah, that felt like it had been coming because i think was it last year like due to injury she yeah. kind of she went did she go out my yeah. memory is terrible yeah. yeah yeah she had to pull out um so you know it was nice to see that story fulfilled and definitely this whole thing with shiri's been great can i can, i don't know when else i'm going to get a chance to do it can i chuck an analogy at you that's been rattling around my head you i may. think this shiri and Julia's storyline is basically the pro wrestling version of the Disney film, The Fox and the Hound. 
Have you ever seen that film? I have seen that film. It's deeply sad. But those two were friends at the start, like really close friends, yeah. best friends. Yeah. But there's probably part of them not always knew it was going to, at some point, it was sure. inevitable that they, they were going to have yeah. to because they both wanted the same thing. Yeah. And they've gone off, they've done their own things, and it's been amicable, you know, respectful. And now they're coming back around to it and it's going to go down. They're going to go to war. They got to. They've got no choice. It's just how it goes. Mm. So there's something sort of deeply tragic. But yeah, also, it's very sad. Yeah. And I just kept, I don't know why I was lying in bed thinking, this is the fox and the hound. God damn it. This is the fox and the hound. Um, just, you know, it, it's it just interesting to see that kind of level of like emotional hurt. Yes. In pro wrestling. Stardom's really good at that. I don't think Agreed. it gets talked about enough because everybody you know, rightly banging on about work rate. But stardom do emotion really well. Mm. And, you know, tapping into, this is quite a deep one, isn't it? You know, because of the amount of time that it's taken to unfold. Yeah, to to boil over and get to this point. The fact that they never fell out, you know, they branched off in their own ways, but it was entirely respectful. There was no real fallout. Um, it wasn't like they hated each other. There was a few sort of long, mournful looks, but that was about it. It kind of makes it, all the more impactful. Like if they just completely fallen out yeah. and, you know, ranting and raving and then we kind of leave it six months and get to this, it still would have been great, but it would have been familiar. Yeah, this is different. It's been simmering away, bubbling under. And it just, it's always had to be. This. It was just inevitable. It's always yeah. had to be this. It was always going to be this. And yeah, special. Man. Okay. Well, I can't, I can't, in good faith <laughs> leave out julia who's one of my absolute favorites um but there's also no chance we're hanging up without alex windsor getting on this list so we will revisit but for now julia goes in at number three okay which i think okay. is a, a fair uh, a fair shout okay we're into the money rounds here um number two is somebody that i thought for a while was going to get Number one, but he got pipped by somebody. Mm. But it's somebody that we've been talking about in relations to the happy list for most of the year. Um, because they've been here, there, and everywhere and doing big things, having killer matches all over the shop. So my pick for number two is Kanosuke Takeshita. Ooh. All the matches, all the promotions, Japan, US, UK, doing big things. PWG, uh, Deadlock, Progress, of course, DDT, other various indies. Just been awesome. Just yeah. ta- Take landed He's... in the US and just went nuts. Yeah. Was like, right, let's have it. 2022 was the year of Konosuke Takeshita. 100%. Uh, without a doubt. And that's why he is. he was my number one. Whoa, okay. Interesting. Who's your number two? So number two for me is somebody that almost through um, unfortunate circumstance has become a big old star. It's none other than Kazusada Higuchi, DDT champion. Interesting. I'm fascinated that my number one hasn't appeared on your list. Gosh. Okay. Go on. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I just think he has through unfortunate circumstances he's been the man to take the ball and run with it Mm -hmm. and he has run and run and run 
He has produced some of the most entertaining matches since he picked up the, you know, not that he was any slouch beforehand, but since picking up the KOD openweight title, yeah, he has been on a tear. Yeah, no doubt. Just looking at the, the matches, um, you know, he's also been KOD tag team champion this year as well. You know, it's been a real been a real year for him been busy been busy yeah so he oh, he won the he won the king of ddt tournament to claim the uh vacant title that unfortunately mm-hmm. endo had to vacate mm-hmm. due to his concussion you know absolutely smashed it there you know running through nomi yoshimura akiyama yoshimura could have been on this list too to be fair masahiro takaneshi mm-hmm. uh yukio naya you know he really just steamrolled through those finals picked up the title after picking up the KOD openweight title he then also has won the uh the KOD tag team titles unseating Asuka and Mao defended against successfully defended the openweight title against Endo uh against Takeshita uh in possibly one of the best matches of the year against uh Shinya Aoki against uh former partner in the eruption, Yukio Sakaguchi, uh had a great run, just missing out on the finals of the Dio Grand Prix this year. Yeah, you know, it's hard to certainly within just within DDT, mm-hmm. he's had arguably the strongest year of anybody in DDT. Okay. I think the way we need to do this is I need to tell you who's my number one. <laughs> and then we've got a three-way conversation to have. We do, we do. Okay. So my pick for number one mm-hmm. was somebody that fulfilled the criteria perfectly. Mm. Made me smile, made mm-hmm. me happy whenever I saw this person. When I saw this person wrestling, when I saw this person social media, when I saw this person doing some really interesting out of character things. So the person I'm talking about is pro wrestling Noah star Keno. Yeah, he yeah he's had another great year, and just all of his off the wall social media antics where they're forcing him to do different things and he's just being his usual prudish self but with these layers of silliness attached to him i don't think anybody's made me smile more and when i when i see that he's on i'm excited because he just makes me just makes me laugh but he also puts on killer matches too he does he certainly does yeah that's i do think that was a massive oversight on my part uh, not to include Keno, because you know you're exactly right. Now you now you mention it, um, you know his his stuff at uh, Cyberfight Festival this year. Yes, his run with the GHC title. Uh, nice to see him at the you know the top of the mountain again. And he's played a key part in the you know in Kaito's rise as well, yeah. and they're sort of. Never-ending rivalry has been a yeah. huge part of pro wrestling now. They are really sort of linked, mm. aren't they? Mm. Whether they like it or not. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it? Shootout time? I think it must be. I think it must be. So in many ways, we could both get what we want. Yeah. 
if if Keno takes the top spot and Takeshita takes the second, and then we we figure out where Haguchi lands. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned in in your appraisal of Haguchi that looking at DDT, there's nobody that's had a better year. Yeah. To his own argument that he could go in at the expense of Ueno. I think, yeah. You know what? Like, as much as I do think a lot of my joy for it's been joy for Higuchi, seeing him, you know, get his roses, you know, getting his flowers, mm. really, you know, getting to be the guy. Mm. But I do think, I do think push comes to shove. I'd rather keep Ueno if, if we had to lose one. Despite me putting Higuchi obviously much higher, I think now if I'm you know com- got to compare them sh- in a shootout, I would rather have Ueno. I think with Higuchi being you know ten point five on the list. Okay, you know the closest of closest run things. So are you happy with Keno first, Takesh to second? Would you want to argue that? I would really like Takeshita to take the top spot this year. Like, there's just for me, there's just nobody that has it's made me happier to see them. But, you know, the 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 matches are there. Social media presence brings me such joy. Yeah, true. The fact that you know he's turned atheists into believers. You know, he's really. <laughs> He's really made people he spread the gospel. He's really like he's really opened opened a lot of eyes, and it's just gotten so organically over with the U.S. audience by just being an incredible wrestler and a supremely likable chap. Can I throw you a massive curveball? I'll allow it. Is there an argument that much of what you're saying has happened in one of the two promotions that are outside Oof. eligibility? for this particular podcast. I mean, it certainly has the like a good amount of it, but it's also spilled over into all US indies. Definitely true. Definitely true. I'm rocking I'm rocking yes, back and actually forth. rocking. <laughs> I'm rocking back and forth on my seat. Like <laughs> like I'm not like rocking like an you know <laughs> Uh, an insane person. My chair does does rock back and forth. I don't know, it's man. Like a little rocking chair. Uh... All right, I'll give you that. Keno can be number one. Takeshi number two. Okay, Keno number one. Takeshi number two. So we got our full ten. So, let's so just where, where does it, it where does it stand at present? Uh, second. Okay, so. Kyrie number 10, Mick Moretti number uh, 9, Ueno 8, El Desperado 7, Mia Watanabe 6, Aussie Open 5, May 4, Julia 3, Takeshita 2, Keno 1. I mean, it's a strong list. It's a strong list. I it's do a think strong list. the one person that I think necessitates relitigation. Mm-hmm. Is Alex Windsor? Alex Windsor definitely needs to be on the is list. Is the for me the the key person there that has been like shunted off? I couldn't agree more. So, okay, let's not worry about who goes at the second. But in an ideal world, where would you put Alex Windsor? 
I we both think... had her on the list, right? Yeah. Where did you where did you have her? Number three. Number three. I had her at number four. Who's made you happier, Alex Windsor or Julia? Julia. So Alex Windsor. I think Alex Windsor. Let's place Alex Windsor at four and okay. shunt everybody down one place and say goodbye to Kyrie. We say goodbye to Kyrie. And we lose all stardom representation. Oh, no. Sorry, so, Julia. Still got Julia. Yeah. Still got Julia. Okay. How would you feel about that? I mean, it's a wonderful list. Is there anybody else you want to rake over? You know, I personally like haven't been, I don't think, quite as charmed as uh, as you by Mick Moretti. Yeah, so that's the only person on the list where I'm like, mm, you know, I'm not sure he would feature in my top 10, whereas everybody else I can definitely argue the toss. You know, I'm like, yeah, you know what? You know, I can see it. That's the one person, that's the only person that if I was solely responsible, I don't mm. think would, would, would make my top 10. Yeah, and I wonder if there's part of me that's just sort of seeking a little bit of variety on Aussie. that, because otherwise it's entirely japan yeah um you know aussie open notwithstanding but is that the right way to approach this i don't know me uh, you know is has he has he brought you more joy than Kyrie? yeah i think so okay i think so or certainly equivalent has he brought me more joy than emi sakura or higuchi Ooh, yeah that i, I would i would really like to have I would really like to keep Emmy. Okay. So we'll would... do a deal that Emmy goes back on the list. Yeah. But then we've got Kaito as well. We we still that you know, unfortunately there's gonna be there's only ten spots. Can't have everybody. Again, like Ka- Kaito is like a just off the bottom for me. If we were to get creative, we've got Emmy and May on the list for different reasons. Yeah. But you know we could. <laughs> we could we could just say Choco Pro and that gets them both and then we got a spare space. I'm just saying, Gareth. I'm just saying. Oof. No, I think we gotta be I think we gotta be uh ruthless this year. That's true. That's true. I can I can hear the critics already. What do you think? Does she uh replace can can Emmy can Emmy take oh uh Moretti's spot? I think so. I think that's fair. Okay, right. So, I think we've done the deal. I think we're happy with the order. We've got our ten. Let's just go through this again. Let's give the final rundown. Number ten, Emmy Sakura. Number nine, Yuki Ueno. Number eight, El Desperado. Number seven, Miyu Watanabe. Number six, Aussie Open. Number five, May Saruga. Number four, Alex Windsor. Number three, Julia. Number two, Konosuke Takeshita. And number one, Kano. That's that's a sexy looking list right there. Happy with that? Yeah, I'm very happy with that. All I right, think. brother man, let's lock it in. We did it. <laughs> it's done. Job done. Closed. <laughs> we, we did it. <laughs> no, we didn't come to blows. There was no no serious disagreements. No, and you only looked like you were teetering on the edge of some sort of breakdown. You know, <laughs> you didn't actually take a step over that no, line. No, so. I didn't. I didn't cross. Over the edge. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Okay, I think um, we're at a position where we're both happy and didn't even have to bust out the catchphrase from the last two years, which is, this is the happy list. I'm not going to make myself sad over it. We didn't need to do it. <laughs> no, I think feeling, I, feeling I, I can go away from this feeling very pleased with the work that we've done. All right, mate. Nailed it. 
happy with that. All right, friends, what did you guys think? Does that happy list match up with uh, your emotions and your feelings of the year 2022 is there anybody you feel that we've missed anybody that deserves a space that we didn't even consider didn't get on the bench let us know we'd love to hear your thoughts so i just want to throw out a couple honorable mentions that haven't been discussed go on minoru suzuki yeah totally i really enjoyed his like almost like greatest hits run this year I know, man. I know. And also Miyu Mashta. I've loved her matches have been great. Seeing her live was great. I really thought about her too. Also yeah. her spreading her wings and getting to wrestle a bunch in the US as well has been lovely. Yeah, really enjoyed that. Uh Che, just she brings me a lot of a lot of joy as well. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. Susie Suzuki as well. Yeah. Yeah, the you know, the list goes on and on and on. You know, there's Starlight Kid was in my the, oh yeah, that was as well. Yeah. SLK for for sure. She is always just teetering. You know, she's she's so so good. I really hope 2023 is her year. Fair play, my man. I'm happy with that. Okay, folks, let's wrap this thing up. Hit us up on social media. Let us know your thoughts. We're on Twitter and Instagram at wrestling pod. It's wrestling about the E. You can send us an email at wrestlingpod at gmail.com. Again, wrestling about the E. Wrestlingpod.com has all the links you'll need. Links to various places to listen. So if you wish to share the podcast or leave a rating or review on your podcast platform of choice, we'd be very grateful for that. So thank you in advance if you'd consider it. Um, it would make a wonderful Christmas present. That's for damn sure. As would a subscription to our Patreon service. Yes. We've got several tiers all with different benefits, including access to our wrestling podcast discourse, early access to interview episodes, a bespoke article from myself. And that's, I do actually write for a living. So that's better than it probably sounds like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and in the very tippity top of tears, you can even curate an episode. Exactly. So if you want us to talk about something specific, Hey, why the hell not? You can also send us a one-off bit of love. If you if a subscription sounds a, a bit much, uh, you can just send us a Kofi and that can be whatever you want it to be. So again, Christmas presents, we'd be very grateful, but no pressure whatsoever. Appreciate yeah. it. It is uh, a tough time of year for some folks. So, so you know. But I think also it just, it bears letting people know that, um, you know, we've had our first payout from Patreon now since the launch. And that money has been spent on procuring the services of none other than Farah to pay for her translation services because she's a professional translator for the Mi Watanabe episode. So exactly. Just that's so you a, know, such a good that, point. That's where the money is being spent. It's to allow us to do sort of more and more things and it not sort of eat into our own pockets, so to speak. So yeah, patreon.com forward slash wrestling podcast is the link. Fantastic point. Yeah, wonderful stuff. Okay, friends, that wraps it up uh, for us, quite possibly for this year. In fact, we will be back with our favorite matches of 2022, but we need to watch them all first. So, yes. And <laughs> also, I am leaving the country tomorrow for two weeks. So, yeah, it's a little bit difficult to, to record. Yeah. So, and also, we don't want uh, Julia and Shuri to get away from us. Exactly. This is the thing. So much is happening at the end of the year. So, Kind of makes sense to record it at the beginning of next year. So we're going to wrap up for now. Thank you so much for vibing with us for the year 2022. We've had an awful lot of fun and we will look back on it on the next episode. Um, Have a wonderful festive period, however you choose to celebrate. Hope you have a wonderful time. Do stay in touch on the socials. We do appreciate that. And we'd love to chat with you about all the graps between now and the next time we speak. And in the meantime, stay happy, stay safe and enjoy the grabs. Thank you.